You're unsure of how long you've been unconscious. A group of men, all dressed in black, crowd semicircle around you, each with a pad of paper and a pencil. Every now and then, one of them leans in to push on your chest before retreating back to their position, frantically writing with their pencil, while others lean in, stare deep into your eyes before nodding and scribbling on their paper. You try to move, but your arms and legs are strapped down. You are trapped in the wheelchair you saw earlier. Your clothes have all been removed and replaced with a white hospital gown. Attempting to yell, you are met with a searing pain coming from your lips and mouth. It's only when the pain subsides do you feel the cotton ball on your tongue. The group of men observing you, one standing and milling around the room casually, suddenly stiffen up and fall into place once the door opens. From your peripheral, a tall, slender gentleman walks briskly into the room, an apron draped from his shoulders, followed by three others. Presently, he stands next to you and places his hand on your shoulder. He addresses the group, apologizing for such a late start. As soon as he has finished his speech, he motions over to one of the three men who followed him in. Nodding, the man picks up a pair of scissors and begins cutting open the front of your gown. When finished cutting, Another one of the men steps behind you, placing a steel ring around your head. You could hear the footsteps of the third man and then the pressure of each screw as they are drilled into your head. The man in the apron removes his hand from your shoulder and picks up a scalpel. Turning back to the group in front of you, he explains the procedure and what's about to happen. Dozens of eyes look dead at you, then back down at their notebooks, scribbling away as he speaks. The pain is immense as you feel the knife slide from your neck down just below your stomach. Two of the doctor's assistants grab the skin on each side of the incision and pull back, exposing the insides of your chest and abdomen. You stay conscious long enough to hear your phone go off just as the tall man picks up a rib cutter. Standing outside the house, your friend dials your number again. Where are you? Your friend says to your voicemail. I have been looking for you for over half an hour. Your car is still here. After hanging up, your friend heads back into the hospital for one last look. Passing the debris in the main room with the collapsed stairs, your friend makes their way down the hallway of the first floor. Your investigation has come to an end. The second floor is now in rubble, and you are never found. Please start back at part one to proceed with other choices.